Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. And before we started recording, Jared was talking about how famous he was, so he needs to tell a story. (laughs) No, no, no. No, I think what he said exactly was, I'm more famous than Jack now. Ah, yes. I was spotted today, this morning. What? Yeah. By whom? There was a Jared spotting. We were going to get an acai bowl and some coffee at this place called The Hive in Marina Del Rey, and we're going to leave, and... Oh, there's just some... Very unassuming young lady was like, I've been to like eight shows. No, she goes, Jared. Oh yeah, and I go, this is. I was like, this is him. (laughs) And she's like, Oh my god, I love the main. And she was super cute, like a little bit younger than us. It is very rare that somebody notices Jared and then does not know who I am, like at all. I love that. So she, I love that for you. Yeah. Sometimes you know, gotta knock me down a peg or two. Oh, yeah. So a peg or two will do ya. You know, she was talking about how much she loved Jared. She's been to so many main concerts. And then she's like, oh, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Jack. And like, she had no idea who I was. So it was definitely like a Jared focused I savored moment. the moment. Normally, I'm like, I'm going to have to pass this off to Jack soon. But, sure. But no, it was, I'm, I don't know. I was just goofing around. But I guess she <laughs> called me out for it. We it's love a okay. You're a famous rock yeah, star. It's well, no, like you're both more famous than me. So yeah, that's know. something you can have, Jack. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Cause you know, my biggest dream in the world is to be famous. Yeah. Like it's, it's all I've ever wanted. actually my nightmare. No, I don't same. want any of it. <laughs> I was going to call. I just want to make, that's why we're on a podcast. I just want to make a podcast and, uh, in my jammies and call it a day. Well, that was, I was having this conversation literally yesterday about how I don't like fame is like, it's, what I don't want the most, yes, like I despise hard. it, but like, unfortunately, and now we're kind of all in the same realm where everything that we do is tied to who we are. Mm-hmm. And I somehow got myself into that mess when I was like 20 years old and have not been able to get out of it. But it's unfortunately the name of the game. I feel like for a lot of people at our age, 
For I'm, sure. I'm going to call the paparazzi on the three of us today <laughs> when we walk to the gas station. <laughs> and they're going to be like, who? <laughs> they're going to be like, well, who's there? Yeah. They're going to be like, don't I'm call sorry, us what? again. Don't call us again. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get some Aperol on a Monday. Yeah. Like, no one's going to buy photos of these nobodies. No, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, so it's a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, faces for a it's podcast. A okay. So today, well, before we get into the um all of the awesome things that i got planned for today i'm so excited by the way um it's such a random episode but i did want to talk about our patreon yes because we have so much fun bonus content going on on patreon and we recently did a poll on our patreon asking what everybody wanted because we're like we're just kind of throwing a bunch of shit out seeing what sticks and it seems like we're kind of on the nose with our Patreon content. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I come from a tried and true true crime background. I think people just want true crime. I'm like, people hate me. People just like, <laughs> didn't want, don't want to hear me at all. They just want to hear me read the research I did and tell you a really good story. People hate me. I am, a, but I am oh a vessel God. for the story. So that's what I think. So my argument for Patreon was like, let's give them more straight up like, cases yeah stories really well researched product and jack was like i think they think you're okay and they <laughs> think we're all okay so tell the basis of the poll yeah so the basis of the poll was like do you want just like straightforward true crime stories basically like our normal first degree episodes but without the interview just stories that we find fascinating or do you want some true crime adjacent content like we do for killing time and honestly it was split. It was split. They I want was both. Floor. I was the shocked. The people want both. The people wanted both. So we're just going to give you more of what of you both. want over there. More of both. We're unhinged. We're uncensored. Yeah. We're That's having a good news, time. great news, though, because we can just keep on keeping on. We we're can keep on keep keeping on. Going. Yeah. yeah. The people like us. Yeah. Well, Some and you know, we know our lanes. I'm in charge of all of the storytelling, factual content, and Jack is the creative designer of like the adjacent stuff. Yes, I am. Mm. So should we jump right into it? I think we jump in. Okay, so today is September 15th, and on, let me go up in my document, on September 15th of 1835, we're going back in time almost 200 years, Charles Darwin reaches the Galapagos Islands. Mm, what an influential man. So Charles Robert Darwin was an English naturalist, geologist, and biologist best known for his contributions to evolutionary biology. I think that that is how we all know him. Survival of the fittest, natural selection. Darwinism. That's how I knew Darwinism. him. Darwinism. I know him from the little uh, fish things on mm. the cars, mm. and then they have them the with feet. feet. Yep. And I was like, oh, they're evolutionists. That's pretty smart. Wait, it's, I don't even know what you're talking about. You haven't yeah. seen it? Like the Christian fish, but it oh, has feet fish. out but of the bottom of it. Oh, the So then it's like, okay, you're, but you're, you're, but you're maybe a Christian scientist. All, all you're just this, not a creationist. All of this are, n- no. <laughs> but all of these are fine, by the way. Yeah. We're not weighing in it's on all any good. of these. I but mean, I just... I always think of Charles Darwin when I see those little fish. Yes, we but we do believe in evolution. Yes, so, we do. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the boat that he was on or the ship or whatever it was was called the HMS Beagle. And the Beagle reached the Galapagos Islands on September 15th of 1835, nearly four years after setting off from Plymouth, England. Isn't that where they set off to just, to not discover the United States, but... Isn't that what Columbus? I thought they landed in Plymouth, Plymouth Rock. Rock was, uh, was the Mayflower. It's arrived. where the Mayflower arrived. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I got that completely wrong. But um, yeah, Plymouth Rock. And it's not as um, interesting as people think. You think you're going to go to Plymouth Rock and it's going to be like this big rock. And it's like not. It's just like a little. It's kind of maybe it's weathered with erosion. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but. There could be a Plymouth, England. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there is. Okay. That's where he left from. <laughs> okay. So, and this is so crazy. Like, think about our ages right now. We are 35, 34 years old. Excuse me. 
The lady never tells her age. Oh, yeah. We are um, s- s- in our 20s. Am I going to have to beep well, this? Well, can we just be ambiguous? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows my age. You can Google it. Well, mine isn't. And Alexis and I are the same age. <laughs> Whatever. She's older than me. But Darwin. But like months, but she's I am younger to that. than you. I know. Can I say that? I'm a bit of a cougar. Oh. Not much. Not much. No. I mean, by like 10 months. But anyways, Charles Darwin was 22 years old when they left England and 26 when they reached the islands. So like... His brain wasn't fully formed yet, but he really paved the way. But I guess people died earlier back then. So he was middle-aged. He was mid-aged, yeah. Wait, did it take him four years to get there? Four years. He was on a boat for four years. That's oh, Is that real? Yes. Who's on a boat for four years? He was. <laughs> How slow is that boat going? Small, slow. Wind, I think. wind only. I, so they stopped like a bunch wind, of wind only. <laughs> yeah, I mean sailing. that fast. I mean that yeah. is true. Yes, he was. I mean they stopped a bunch of places, but I guess when you know, okay, he this was the, because this was the thing because like when whatever. So they could um, have had charcoal engines. Mm. Yeah. So he had 34 days cool. to collect species and record observations on the islands. And he noticed the finches on the island were similar to the finches from the mainland, but each showed certain characteristics that helped them gather food more easily in their specific habitat. So he was obviously noting that they were evolving different depending on where they were on the island and what they needed to survive. So the science of evolution and ecology began its own evolution in Charles Darwin's brain from this trip wow. and evolution kind of as we know it. So wow. that is the dark day. And when we come back for true crime rewind in a little bit, I found some facts about Char- Charles Darwin that I found were fascinating. I so we're going to dive into that. Chucky yes. D Chucky D baby. All wow. right. Well, before we get into that, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand every week. We're bringing something that we're either loving or hating to the stand. We're going to talk about it, have a good discussion about it, and then vote if it is guilty or not guilty between the three of us. Bring it to Instagram. You get a vote. And yeah, we see if we are on the nose about shit or if we're not. And then are we going to play in On The Stand? We sure are. From one of our lovely listeners. That's right. We're going to start to integrate right in. So uh, we want to hear you're on the stand. So do we have the number? We do. We absolutely have the number. And the number is, if you're going to call and you're on the stand, is 818-446-6889. Again, that's 818-446-6889. If you want to just come air your grievances, it's Festivus every day here on The First Degree. It really is. And we're having bonus content on the stand, full episodes on our Patreon as well, because we get a lot of calls. We sure do. Okay. So who would like to go first? Anybody? Anybody? I'll go. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. And this one is kind of, it makes, it kind of ages me. Okay. And I'm really sorry. But nobody knows our ages. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I'm an ageless enigma. So, okay. My, my new pet peeve, Mm. we're renovating some stuff right now at this place where I'm supposed to be living soon. Um, It's a condo. And like, there's a delivery window. Like, in your apartment or in the car? No, just people are saying, like, oh. I'm going to deliver oh. something to you mm-hmm. between 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Yes. Okay. That is a really wide. Is that six? How many hours is that? Six hours? That's six hours. Yeah, that's like a crazy long window. Holy crap. So that's, I know this is really not exciting and it's probably not funny or whatever, but like any homeowners can probably 
resonate. It's mm-hmm. like that is an absurd because we don't live there because yeah. it's unlivable because it's dust yeah. right now. So I'm like, oh, okay. So without Wi-Fi, without power, without AC, we're supposed to sit there for six hours while you decide whether you're coming at all. Because yeah. sometimes we've waited and they just then they reschedule. And I'm like, mm, there must be a better mm. way. Yeah. Let I'll come pick it up. Like this is crazy. No, I know. I mean, it's the same thing when they do like the cable guy, cable guy, Wi-Fi, whatever. They're and then tighter they, windows than that. I don't. Th- are they? Yes, they're usually like from ten to one. If you're like AT and T, they'll, they'll right? give you a like couple hours. Ten, yeah. to, ten to one's pretty doable, yeah. or like one to four. Yeah, seven a.m. to one p.m. is hard. <laughs> it's hard, and it's like, dude, I think that the technology has gotten to us gotten us to a place where like there's got to be a better way there's got to be a more accurate like can't we track the guy that's going to the other things to like let us know if we need to be there in 30 minutes or like whatever mm. but like just having to wait around so six, six hours is that's ridiculous that's, that's ridiculous that's half ridiculous. your day for sure and frankly it doesn't really affect me because matt does it mm. but I, it, it stresses him out it and then matt. i don't see him <laughs> I'll be like, what are you doing today? He's like waiting. I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, And now I feel guilty. He loves it. I think he does. He loves it. (laughs) I think he does. Yeah. I'm going to say guilty. 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 We have shit to do. Honestly, people. And these are guys and dolls and people. These are multi-billion dollar corporations that are putting me in this six, seven hour window and sometimes canceling altogether after the window is passed. Like yeah. these are not mom and pops no. that I'm not having compassion for. This is like best buy. <laughs> these are I've the big s- boys. Yeah. This is best buy. This is home Depot. Mm. There's all sorts of uh, culprits it's involved part, in this. It's part of the capitalism oligarchy at some point, mm. you know, and uh, it, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. So guilty, guilty. guilty. I'm putting on the stand vanity license plates. Okay. I am defending them. Okay. Not in the way that I would ever get one because I feel like it really is a little bit of an invasion of privacy. And as somebody that might get recognized one day out of the year, Jared gets recognized today. If somebody saw you driving your car and knew that your license plate was like emo girl forever, then they would be able to find you. And then on the off chance that how would they be able to find you? I mean, they'd be able to know it's you when they saw the license. That's plate true. And identify you and follow but you. But you home. can't. I will say you can't look up people's license plate information. Like if someone was trying to find you, that's o- only police have access to that other than like DMV workers. Right. Yeah. Like, right. But you, you could never like someone could never be like, where does this Female license forever. plate Live. live no i know like, yeah but i think it's more like once they f- once they see you they're like oh i know that emo girl forever is driving an x car that is going this you way should do and it. emo girl forever is great i've always wanted to do Just that do for it. my license plate i like vanity license plates i think they're so funny i see them on the freeway and it brings me like a little bit of joy when i'm just sitting in fucking non-stop traffic and i get a laugh at them. I love I want them. one. I, I want them. one now. This conversation. I think the three of us should Fuck, each get one. one. Me too. Let's do it together. Because the only reason, like, my ADD would prohibit me from following through with this. Because okay. I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. And I'd get paralyzed. Yeah. And I'd be like, I have too many other things to feel guilty about and go work on something else that's easier to, like, achieve. Yeah. See, I love them because it, like, puts my brain into a loop where, like, you know how sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what they're trying to say? Like, uh, I don't know, like whatever the phrase is that they try to squeeze oh, yeah. into like eight characters. Uh-huh. It's not always obvious, uh-huh. right? So yeah. she'll Jack will be like on her phone doing whatever while I'm driving. And then I just start saying nonsense <laughs> because I'm out loud trying to figure out what the license plate says. 
And I'm like, too fast, too fast for too fast for you. Too fast, <laughs> is it too fast for you? Is it like does that one say tits on it? Yeah, is that t- tits fast for you? What is this? No, and some of them and then are I'll like being a loop trying to figure it out. But I like I'm a, I love to solve a puzzle. Yeah. So I get like obsessed with it, and maybe I'll like I won't follow anybody like if I can't figure it out. But oh, fuck, now I need to get one. I need, to, I need I think to we check should all get available. one. I like See, them. but I'd kind of like to do it if I got a new car. I mean, or maybe it's a way to spruce up my car I have now. But like, that seems like such a nice You're new never going to get rid of your car. I know. Your car's great. That I'm, thing's going to go to 400K miles, too. We're going to. I have a Jeep Wrangler, and it's the best thing in the world. It's 10 years old, and she is still. She looks the same. She's she's trucking on. She is beautiful. She's beautiful. Okay, well, obviously, vanity license plate's not, not guilty. guilty. Yeah, not I think guilty. we all. Female girl forever. Yeah, Jared? Today I'm putting one of my heroes on the stand. Uh-oh. <clears throat> his name is, I'm going to say his name right because a lot of people say it wrong. His name is Guy Fieri. Oh, mm. shit. Um, I think, and I was thinking about this today, I feel like he gets a lot of undeserved hate. Um, whether it's, uh, I don't know, food elitists, pretentious people in that realm, people who see him only as a meme. I, I came here today to educate people about Guy Fieri because if you Ooh. don't know a lot about him, he's actually done a lot for humanity he's a, he's a good dude listen i was just at the burbank airport and i went to guy fietti's burger lounge yeah. or whatever it was Was it good i had a salad because i was like i was going to dinner when i got to san francisco <laughs> yeah. and i was I like my salads are still like <laughs> there was tons of, of ranch on it it was yeah. delicious and i got a side salad yeah. it was still massive yeah. of course and i was drenched in ranch and i'm like this is actually exactly what i wanted greens and like a little f- oh for ranch sure. on it yeah and, <laughs> and right. say what you will about his food because at the end of the day like i mean he is a real chef and he's also very very respected he, in the food world he also gives the people what they want which well, is fucking well, ranch here's why he's respected <laughs> and let me just t- i'm gonna list off a couple of the good deeds that he's done okay, okay? tell us everything um and this is me defending him in 2015 he held an event against florida's ban on same-sex marriage with the hashtag 101 gay weddings he officiated 101 <gasps> gay weddings so nice. pretty much all at once uh he also has a pretzel cart that helps kids with fundraiser events cute he feeds people during the california wildfires i don't know if you know this but while all this shit was on fire he was sh- or he was showing up and like cooking for all of the I firemen love that. also he set up restaurant worker assistance during covid uh, helping more than forty three thousand restaurant workers. Wow. I'm pretty sure he ended up like raising or even giving millions. his own money, like yeah. millions and millions. Of, like the government wasn't doing shit, but like Guy Fieri and Barstool Sports did. Honestly, I mean, it goes on and go- on. Like it, he's it, done it a means, lot of good things. It means something. Like people can't yeah. listen. Like you have to be sort of a character in any entertainment field to have a thing so people pay attention to you, right? Because yeah. like that's your money. But like it does mean something that yeah. he's doing that. For sure. He's, and he just seems like such a nice guy. And you can watch like diners, drive-ins oh, and dives. And you just see, as we do, I made a TikTok about it that went viral and then Flavortown commented on it. No big deal. What? Yeah. Yep. yep. God, you are so humble. I knew nothing of this. I was like, Hulu, why didn't you pay me? I why didn't a, you pay me? I got a knuckle sandwich from him one time on Instagram. So you can go on his Instagram and be like, hey, can I get one? And then you just do the fist, fist emoji. Bump? And then he'll sometimes he'll bump it back. <gasps> and then a sandwich. But anyway, <laughs> oh my god, I love this. No, man. I love him so much. He's like one of my heroes. If he he would be on the list of like people that you could have dinner with, living or dead, for sure. Oh yeah, like. But I, I just really want to anything. make a strong case for him today because I feel like he does get some undeserved hate out there, and I think he's That's actually people that don't know him. an angel on earth. It's a bunch of like yeah, it's a bunch of people that like don't. don't a bunch of yahoos. Yeah. Yahoos. So I'm not guilty. Not, not guilty. guilty. 
All right. Well, I think this is we're, good on this. We're ready. Oh, wait, we have one more. We're ready to oh, yeah. hear. I always have to get used to this. We're sorry. ready to hear from you. So, uh, on the stand, here we go. Hang Woo. tight. Hello, Jack and Alexis. Um, I have a on the stand, and I would just love it if you guys would um, prosecute lusty wedding kisses and groping. Um, I am 100% all for lusty kisses and groping, but I think right after you have exchanged your vows and you're in front of your whole family and everybody else, uh, probably maybe just go a little bit more on the lighter side at that point. Save it for the wedding night. Um, I'm not going to condemn anybody for uh, being passionate because uh, that's going to happen. But I think that generally speaking, just uh, use a little bit more decorum. Anyway, um, you guys have a great day and talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so that couldn't have been more perfect for the two people I am sitting in front of. Because honestly, <laughs> and, and to be honest, you guys, you have to know this process. I um, When I pull the on the stands... I read the transcripts. I, I fully thought this was going to be a woman and I'm yeah. so delighted. I love it. That it's a man and that you, sir, who didn't introduce yourself and that's okay, have an opinion. Like yeah. you are repulsed by like tonguing kisses at weddings. I am also repulsed by tonguing kiss tongue kisses anywhere. Like anytime we see it on like the bachelor uh, or love dude. Island, I get so grossed out. Like I do not want to see people making out. I just, it's like a visceral reaction for me. I, it, most people look like horrible kissers and it looks sloppy and like spitty Do and most it's so people gross. look like horrible kissers. Yes. Ugh. For the most part oh in my God. mind, I just hate seeing it. And like, I completely agree with what he was saying. Like you can get a big smooch. We'll do like a really big, cute, passionate smooch. Yeah. With we're not, no tongue. We're not tonguing each other in front of grandma. No, I'm, it's just, an, I don't want to watch anybody make out yeah. ever for any circumstance <laughs> at all. There is no excuse that makes it okay for you to be making out in front of me unless you're both fucked up at a bar. Nah. And but then like, you I don't have to look you at you. Won't remember. It, but like, I don't <laughs> have to look at you two people at the bar making out. I have to look at the bride and groom making out. It depends. Right? What do you mean? It depends. I think it depends on the vibe of your wedding. Did, <laughs> oh okay. Gosh. For example, did you just walk down the aisle to like a Buck Cherry song? <laughs> Is it this kind of wedding? <laughs> if so, does the groom have his shirt on? Okay. Yeah. If What's it's like the, a red what kind wedding? of wedding are we doing here? Cause then like, you know, go crazy. But if it's like, you know, you have to read the room and honestly, I don't want, I, either way, I don't want it to happen. I don't like looking at it. No. But in most cases, and you know, what I just explained was maybe a 0.004% chance of that's the vibe of the I, wedding. There's still no excuse for me. I don't care how trashy your wedding is. Okay. Well, <laughs> I might make out of mine just to piss Jack off. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, turn me my too. Face. Wait a second. No, I'm turning my head. I just get so grossed out. I like how now I now I there's a rule in place now for how I have to approach the kiss at our wedding. You knew we would not be making out at our wedding, Jared. <sighs> Absolutely fucking not. No, no, I don't think that we would. <laughs> no, a smooch is so sweet. Like that, I feel like encapsulates the energy of a like. You want it to be sweet and romantic. You're wearing white for God's sake. Yeah, you're a virgin. Smooches only. <laughs> That's right. Smooches only. I think that's guilty. I love this on the stand. This is one of it's, the best. Yeah, it's guilty. Honestly, I love it. It came from a man because you can tell he's just sitting there at the, as a wedding guest. Like he just saw for the love yeah. of God. <laughs> he's probably still yeah. in his chair. People, yeah. Get a room. He probably called while he was at the wedding. Yeah. Uh, I hope it, I hope he did because it was perfect. I know. I loved it. Ah, me too. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time for some true crime rewind. 
I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French. And it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten. And I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Aloe Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Aloe Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to Aloe Moves dot com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code first, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S.com, code first. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on the first degree. And when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV. And that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com first. Thrivemarket.com first. Yeah, it's rewind time. 
Okay, so welcome to True Crime Rewind. We're going into some weird shit about Charles Darwin. I bet that you didn't think that you'd be learning about that today, but here you are. I mean, I'm ready to have my mind blown because I don't have time for ongoing education. So this is that. This is where I learn. Yeah, I mean, I do research on like cases, but I'm not getting any smarter in any other way. So well, this is important to me. We're not really going to get any smarter because none of this really has to do with like who he was as a biologist and like an evolutionologist or whatever he was. Evolutionist. Evolutionist. Um, but there are some random things that I found out about him. My most favorite thing that I found is he made a pro and con list about if he wanted to get married or not. What? So this is back in the day. This is very friends. This is a big friends storyline mm. about Ross and Rachel. And uh, did they make a pro and con list about each other? Not Emma, Emily, Emily, Ross and Rachel. No, Ross made one between Emily, who he was engaged to and Rachel. Which this, only further enforces the fact that Ross was kind of a psycho. Ross kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah. They all sucked. But anyways, this was not a pro and con list about like, woman a versus woman b it's like should i get married at all at all which i think is interesting because i feel like back in the day people there wasn't much of a you choice all, to you not got get married, married. that's like, it. you got married so and this is pretty gross so on november 11th of 1938 darwin proposed to his cousin and that may seem like an antiquated thing to propose to your cousin yeah. when in fact rudy giuliani um <laughs> What is second cousin, Regina Perugi, who was a daughter of his father's first cousin in 1968. Wow. So it is happening. Very um, Game of that's, Thrones. that's second cousin. And you know what? As someone who's friend, I know my second cousins. Not everybody does. No, I don't. I know my I second cousins pretty well. We run into them in, in like Venice and st- stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because we used to have family reunions. So right. I know my second cousin. So that to me is so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess it just genetically, I need a geneticist to tell me whether it's dangerous. I uh, think your first cousin's not great. First cousin, bad. Second cousin, probably less bad, but still bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's like a little bit of little. I say just for roads. safety. No, cousin. just no, no cross. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe no not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> this is his list was his list of pros and cons regarding marriage and its potential impact on his work. So that's what the list was, right? So to marry, it's a chilled children, Chil- <laughs> chitlins, children, children, if it please God, that was his in parentheses. Oh, that is very anti-Darwinism. Yeah. Fascinated. Constant mm. companion in friend in old age. Important. Who will feel interested in one. I don't know what that means. In him. Object to be beloved and played with better than a dog anyhow. <laughs> Holy. Wow. Better than a dog. <laughs> Object. Okay. Yes. I struggle okay. with that, but that could have just been the verbiage of the time. <laughs> home, uh. home and someone to take care of the house. Little oppressive, yeah, but, but I, I it mean, was again, 1938. 1938. Yeah. And he is on a voyage. Honestly, I don't know. He's he was on there. a voyage. Honestly, I see this shit from the 1960s where it's like women should only eat an egg per day. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is 30 years before that. This is kind of on par. Mm. Oh, I mean, it's it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, charms of music and female chit chat. Gotta love that. He the looks, feminine, feminine mystique and wild. Yes, a nice feminine chit chat. He loves girl talk. He loves girl talk. <laughs> and he said these things are good for one's health. But terrible loss of time, he says. <gasps> what a waste we are. He says, my God, is it is intolerable to think of spending one's whole life like a neuter bee, working, 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 and nothing. Neuter bee. No, no won't do. I don't know what his grammar was going on, but it said, no, no won't do. Imagine living all one's day in solid, solitarily, wow, in a smoky, dirty, leaden house. So basically, he was just like 
I can't imagine living alone. Oh, that's sad. the contrast. Yes. Like without a woman, he'll die, which oh. is true because yeah. men are sort of like kind of aimless without us. No. Well, this is not. <laughs> now we're going on to the not not to marry. So this is his cons of marriage. He will have freedom to go where he liked. He had choice of society and little of it. He could have conversations of clever men at clubs. Ooh. Wow. Clever single bachelor combos. <laughs> he wants to be like in a cigar, in yes. a leather winged back chair. Yes. Having like philosophical Drinking bourbon, talking about like uh, Darwinism. Yeah, he wants to, be t- <laughs> he wants to talk about Darwinism because yeah. in his mind, he probably thinks his female companion will Won't not understand it. it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolution okay. yeah. hindered your brain. Yeah. She'd be like, excuse me, I need to go clean the stove. With yeah. your tiny, tiny evolutionarily yeah. distorted brain lady go for it so the next God, thing this is, is funny not forced to visit relatives and to bend in every trifle no one likes a mother-in-law no like, just get over it that's an archetype oldest time yes um he said loss of time again also cannot read in the evenings because <laughs> women want to hang out with you all night i think you'll have yeah. plenty of time to read no, yeah, i'm yeah. literally trying to watch bachelor in paradise like by myself yeah, I, um <laughs> i want to be left alone i'm like dude you'll probably That'll probably happen. You're fine. Oh my god! The next thing is fatness and idleness. And Who's fat? Him? I guess he thinks he's going to get married. He's in a married? relationship. He's oh going to get all. God. Yeah, he's going to be a big boy. Stop it. Anxiety and responsibility, and less money for books and etc. What's etc? <laughs> I don't know. Vials to talk about science, like science <gasps> geodes. Relationships for my, are pricey. Uh, relationships are pricey, but. Bunsen burners? Like, what does he want? Mm. I don't know. Who knows? Bur- he was a weird guy, but it said six months later after writing this whole list, he married his cousin and they had 10 children together, which is fucking insane. Holy crap. I would love to know more about these children, but we'll do that another time. And they remained together until his death. So sounds like it was a pr- fruitful marriage. It was a fruitful marriage, but Ten like children. Uh, that's insane. That's they, insane. She was never not pregnant. Okay, so I'm going to give you maybe one or two more facts about Charles Darwin that I thought were fascinating. So one is he self-described himself as having stinky feet. So Mm. at age 12, he confessed in a letter that he only washed his feet once a month at school due to a lack of anything with which to watch, which like I get it. But this goes back to like the great feet and leg washing debate. Of like, are you washing your feet? Are you not? He was not, but his feet were stinky. I don't wash my feet, but I don't think my feet are stinky. They're not. I wash my feet and legs. (laughs) That's fine. I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, like I exfoliate, you know. Did I go on a hike? Like through some shrubbery and dirt? Did I go camping? I'm going to wash my legs. Yeah. Wash my feet too. Yeah. But well, shaving shaving your legs is exfoliating also. So you're like scraping off that pesky top layer of skin. Yeah. You know, but I'm not of- sudsing. And, and neither was he. But like, I feel like, I mean, we obviously have better hygiene these days than they did back in the day. But, you Some know. Some of us, yeah. I mean. Not everybody. A, yeah. Not everyone. That's true. Not everyone. Um. Okay. So another, I'll do two more facts. Great. Okay. So Charles, Charles Darwin's dad was an asshole. <laughs> sure. Is that the f- official fact? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a fact. You can look it up. He kept calling Charles Darwin a failure at so, so many times. His dad was a physician and he sent him to Edinburgh, 
Edinburgh University to study medicine. But Charles Darwin was like, I don't want to become a doctor, whatever. So his dad said, you care for nothing but shooting dogs and rat catching. And you will be a disgrace to yourself and he your family. Dogs? Can't be shooting dogs. I, I'm going to have to take No, dog. you oh. care for nothing but shooting, comma, oh. dogs, oh. comma. Oh, Shooting dogs and rat, and rat catching. The comma is everything here. I'm the, now the I'm, I'm back on Chuck's side. Honestly, great example of when a comma matters. I went yeah. through that. I went through that quote way too fast. I was like, "Pardon me." No, shooting dogs. Shooting dogs? He's not, not shooting suddenly, dogs. Suddenly, I don't believe in evolution. <laughs> We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. He's trying to control evolution by shooting all the dogs so they don't they don't survive. <laughs> oh Seriously. No, but his dad thought that he was going to be a disgrace to his family. Wow. Which is like, who's having the last laugh? I mean, they're all dead, but like, I'm sure Charles Darwin was like, fuck you, dad. Yeah. Like, thank you for traumatizing me. Totally. I'm going to be a success. Um, And then the last fact is that he was seasick, which is so funny because he was on that boat for fucking <laughs> four, four years. years. It's like, and he never got used to it. And he was sick to his stomach most of the time on the HMS Beagle. Which is one of the main reasons he spent as much time possible on land and not on the ship, which obviously he was doing a lot of work and maybe he wouldn't have been so productive if he wasn't so seasick. Wow. I love that. Is that yeah. interesting? That is interesting. I'm interested. Well, I've learned more about Charles Darwin than I ever will know. Intended yep. to, for sure. And ever intended to. Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't too bad. His dad was an asshole and probably did some bad things to him. So we're now going to see all the bad things that you people have done. Yeah, naughties. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Let's get get on it. Let's get with it. How bad have you been, you bad, bad peeps? (laughs) Okay, the worst thing I've ever done, and possibly the worst 
thing my neighbor has ever done, though I don't know exactly what it was. <laughs> um, so I was house sitting for a neighbor. We did this all the time. They traveled a ton, watered the plants, you know, get the mail, all that good stuff. Anyways, this trip, uh, shortly after they left, she called and asked if I could do her a favor. She said, I need you to go into the house, in our bedroom, and on my dresser, there's a black velvet bag. Take it and put it in our hamper underneath some clothes. And I thought this was crazy weird, but okay. So I go and I do it. That night, I'm sitting there with my husband and our other neighbors having some cocktails, and I tell them what our neighbor called and asked me to do. And they are beside themselves just appalled that I did not look in the bag. And actually, I'm shocked that I didn't look in the bag either because I'm a nosy person. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to know what was in the bag? I was trying to be good. I was trying to respect their privacy, do the right thing. Fast forward to later in the night, a few more cocktails have been consumed. And we get this idea that we are going to go find out what was in the bag. Dress all in black, go in the house, go to the hamper. The bag is gone. Gone, gone. Like, we take everything out of the hamper. It's nowhere to be found in this hamper. So, crazy bizarre, no clue what the deal was. But, yeah, I guess the worst thing I've ever done is, I don't want to say break into someone's house because I had a key. Um, but it could be the worst thing they've ever done, too, because what was in the bag? And why were they hiding it? And who has the bag now? <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess it's just going to be one of those mysteries forever. I'm about to solve your mystery right now. Oh, yeah. There was something sexual in that bag. And she, you, she was so desperate to hide it from yep. someone that she didn't care if you saw it, which yep. means she was so desperate for for it to not be seen that she's like, this could cause some gossip and I'm willing to accept that because it's better than the alternative, which we don't know what that is. Mm. Like she probably had another trusted friend come remove it from the home. Yeah, There was something like in that bag. I don't know if it's an affair. I don't know. Like there's something in there that was left on that nightstand before vacation that was not supposed to be there. Evidence had to be destroyed. But, like, what are the other alternatives besides a sexual item? An illegal item? Like what? Like drugs? Drugs. No, I doubt it. In a velvet bag? That sounds I too- don't know. It sounds like where you'd put your cocaine. No, it sounds sexy. A gun? No. Uh, a sexual gun? No. <laughs> a sexual gun. A velvet bag sounds like... I don't know if you've ever gotten anything sexual. It comes in, like, a silkier velvet bag. <laughs> or, you know what? Crown Royal. That also comes in a velvet <laughs> bag. Mm, you know, they give it to you in a purple velvet bag. And you know, what, velvet, you know yeah. what else comes in a velvet bag? One of my greatest aspirations, a bag of coins. You can draw <laughs> someone to pay for something. I want to pay yeah. for something with a bag of, like, gold nuggets. Yeah. Alexis needs this bag. It's something I... I, I desperately wish I was <laughs> so born another time. It was treasure. <laughs> it could have been like, hey, give me your finest room. And they yeah. throw a bag of jingle jangle coins on a counter in an old timey movie. Like, that's my dream. It could yeah. be like jewels from the Ooh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, or sometimes they keep diamonds in those little bags, you know? It could be truly anything. And I God, love this. First I wish degree. I knew. And you're a good person. And you know what? You know why you're a good person? Because she expected you to look at it when you went to move it. Yeah. But she needed it so bad. She's like, she can know my secret. Yeah. 
Victimless crime. But you don't God. know her secret, and that's why I'm because sad. Because you're it's a better person than she expected yeah. you to be. You're she, honestly a better person than most people in this that's world. Awesome. You are like 99th percentile. You are like what is the um, Jigglypuff or uh, mm. Hufflepuff? Ooh, a, a I'm like Slytherin. I'd be like, I'm looking because it's expected yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. And that's a loophole to a violation of privacy because I'm not actually someone who's violating right. privacy, but she knows I'm going to look, which is why she trusts me to look. Yeah. yeah. And I should look to know the importance of this mission. <sighs> I just wish I knew. But also, I but also, like everyone's shit like that is so ordinary. Like I know it was in that bag. Yeah. We like no one's crazy. Like no one's like doing some unless until, they are unless until they, they are. are. Until like, they are. Most people are doing the kind of shit that like Jack, you've done some great ads on your Insta lately. Everyone's side drawer kind of looks the same. Yeah, there's a lot of sex toys in there. Or, you know, something um sort of playful but like like some people are more vanilla than others. And also people could be like your, your shame that's attached to sex is different for everybody. Like it could literally be could like be children in the house and that's a concern. Yeah. Or like, so you know, my, ha- my housekeeper's coming and, and she's Catholic. Like that's some, I can imagine I can count right. the ways where it would be embarrassing for somebody. Even something that's like not, it could be like a few condoms and it's sure. like, God, it's like, keep them away. Sure. Cause a lot of people are insecure and mm-hmm. like have been shamed about sex their whole lives. So mm-hmm. like, this is not us shaming anything No, because we don't even know what it was. We want it to be the craziest, wackiest thing we can think we don't of. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know what don't it know. could be. I think you're right, though. It's probably sexual. It has to be. I mean, it has to be. It's next to the bag. There's nothing else that's yeah. like Velvet that. bag? Yeah. It's either a bag of gold nuggets or a sex toy. <laughs> Golden nugget. Golden nuggets. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Do we want another one? Sure. Okay. So <clears throat> this is the worst thing I've ever done. This was a long time ago. I was in my early, early 20s. Seeing this guy, he was older than me, like six years or something older than me. So it was like this loose relationship, but I was totally into him, loving him. It went on for a couple of years, Um, but it was like very sketchy, I guess you could say. I didn't didn't realize that at the time, but like he wasn't always like fully available to me, et cetera. So one of my friends was like, I think he's being shady. And she did the 411 and like looked for his phone number and called him and a woman answered she asked for him he answered so she calls me back she's like he's seeing somebody so i'm like mother so i did something i knew his work schedule so i called that number when i knew he was at work to reveal to her that i existed and when she answered and i told her she started crying and they were doing a dry run for like their wedding, which I didn't know it was that in depth, but she was like, I'm trying on my wedding dress. My bridesmaids are here. She was so upset, hung up with me. Um, but I knew that was the only way that I could like really piss him off was to like go through her. So, and like get back at him. So, she was kind of collateral damage and I feel really bad about it to this day, but they're married and it's been like 25 years. So, um, everything turned out. Okay. I guess. Thanks guys. Okay. Listen. So I think your perspective, I think the normal perspective is like, Hey, I have to give somebody a heads up so they don't make a terrible decision. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm doing the right thing because outing him is the right thing. Like we're being pitted against each other. We're being played. You're being lied to and I'm being lied to. And like, here's the truth. And I think that's a kind of an altruistic, uh, thought process. Right. And your normal response would be like, she's going to leave him. But some people people care more about being married than they care about the rules of marriage. Like they, they care more about the pressure of being married than they care about loyalty or being lied to or the sanctity of, I put marriage in quotes, whatever that looks like for whoever, because your marriages can all look different. Yeah. I mean, you can design it. You don't have to go by the law. What they say, right? Like your own betrayals are designed by the people in the couple. So like, I think your response is fair. Like, I feel like a lot of people have been alerted to their um, partners indiscretions in these ways and they've yeah. end, they've called relationships off because they're like hey i dodged a bullet thank you mm-hmm. yeah she did not want to dodge a bullet no she cared more about being married and having a wedding and probably not disappointing the pressures she was under than anything yeah i mean you i wouldn't even say it's the worst or even a bad thing you that you've ever a, done you yeah. just did what you had to do for yourself and also trying to look out for your like fellow gal yeah and i don't think that there's anything wrong with that and i think most people in that situation would want somebody to do the same thing that you did for sure like they you'd want to be aware that he is maybe she knew i mean maybe he's she, done it before yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe she knew maybe he, exactly I mean, he's definitely fucking doing it again doing it again oh, he's done it before and he did it after but like again marriage looks different for yeah. everybody some people are like i don't care if he's faithful i want to grow old with someone and, yeah. and you know yeah. what like sometimes dudes are like cool because like i like you the most but i'm not done being me yeah and like that's repulsive for some people but like great for some people yeah and everyone has their right to design their marriage um and i don't think you should feel bad i mean you did a thing yeah i don't know what i would do in that situation people surprise me all the time yeah people do you just don't know you don't know know. people are gonna you you did what you were gonna do and then they did what they were gonna do and honestly good riddance and good thing you fucking got yourself out of that situation like fuck that absolutely all right. Well, I think that we just need one more thing to complete our Ooh. episode. Well, I thought Ooh. it would be a super interesting. I, I promise I did start writing my poetry again <laughs> and I have it up. <laughs> I've had a little bit of writer's block, but I, I have one more clip and I've wrote okay. an excellent poem for next weekend. Right. Great. Next week. So let's let's go with my one last clip. I was on a sabbatical and uh, then we're back. But I thought with the Darwinism, I thought it was appropriate that we talked about George Costanza's love of marine biology. Oh my God. I was terrified. (laughs) I pressed on. And as I made my way past the breakers, a strange calm came over me. I I don't know if it was divine intervention or the kinship of all living things, but I tell you, Jerry, at that moment, I was a marine biologist. I think you can all resonate with George. Oh, almost always. Yeah. Actually, always. I mean, I'm feeling bad about myself, just as he probably was right after this. Yeah. <laughs> just like another Costanza. That another moment. day. Costanza. That's I right. I was a marine biologist. <laughs> In that moment. <laughs> I was a marine biologist. I love it. Well, bye, friends. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. bye. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? 
In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.